0: Five, four, three. Two, this is the Chop Up, trying to get chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know.
1: What's good with y'all? This is the Chop Up. We here again on a Thursday. All right, no. It's Monday. We were yeah. here We Thursday. I'm tripping, I'm tripping. We was here, th- we was here Wednesday, Thursday. Took a little break. Now we back on Monday. This is the chop up.
0: What's good the with y'all? Up. Yeah, get the grind on, get the hustle on. You know,
1: uh, uh, and of course they call me the political plug. I'm here with the lovely it's totally George easy. Lee. Now, I'm, oh. just- <laughs> <laughs>
2: like I said, I'm just take off. Um, <laughs> hey, hey,
1: hey, 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 hey! Shout I'm out, yo! We got the uh we got the commissioner in the building. Solar Vision Debate League is here, it's joined us. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you Solar, for joining us. Go ahead, Toya. Let them know your name, who you are. I'm sure. Yes, ma'am, it's your turn.
2: They call me Take Off Toya G. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't get left off bad and bougie. They like to act like to get <laughs> Quavo on offset. I just I'm here just to be seen. I'm here in the middle. Um, just to I don't know why I'm here. Sometimes I haven't really I haven't really figured it out, but my name is Toya G, and I'm just happy to be in the building.
1: Nah, Toy is the uh, she's the mind and the heart and the soul. George and I are just uh, we the asses, we just we here for uh, the jokes and you know, funny yeah.
0: shit. hey, you know, hey, it's George Lee, aka Consciously. Don't forget to Lee. Y'all know y'all can find me at com. You know, you got ready to jump in and keep it real, raw, and, and all them other things. Now, all right, so to go Shout ahead
2: and say, Shout out to Tay. You know, Power Rangers Unite. This one of my favorite shows. It's a classic. So anybody rocking with the Power Rangers apparel is a friend of mine. Shout out to you.
1: That's one. Hey, straight up, we That's we rock cool. with the Power Rangers over here. Hey, so let's go ahead and get into this snapshot. <clears throat> let's, let's start this conversation like this. Um, there was a tragedy that took place. Right, uh, a young child by the name of of Canning, Canon Cannon, Cannon, Henning. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I hope you got to pronounce the right. name Henning. Hinnant.
0: Hinnant. Hinnant. That's how I was saying. Hinnant.
1: Hinnant. Hinnant. It's Hinnant. easier to read than to say. Um, that young, that, the, it was a child that lost his life. It was a tragedy. Um, it was a white child that was killed by a black man. Um, now, the authorities have been sparse on details on what happened. The parents have provided their uh, 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 recollection of the story. Some people are calling that into question, saying that there's an entirely different story that's not being told. Uh now, while we want to be respectful to uh the loss of life that that took place, the one thing that we what well, we want to point out is that uh the alt right conservatives the anti black politics media are uh, are are weaponizing the Weaponized. death of this are weaponizing the death of this young man in a way to make excuses to challenge black lives matter instead of actually addressing the tragedy now george you made uh talk to the people about the video. Uh, that that's pretty much going viral. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it, it's it's cracking right now. The comments, the, the comments are still fl- uh, flooding in.
0: So talk to them about the uh, the video you made, bro. Uh, Man, simply the difference between a tragedy and an injustice and how uh, uh from my, from my perspective, anyway, um, one always is a part of the other. And one is not always, I feel like an injustice is always a tragedy, but a tragedy is not always injustice. Specifically, uh, Distinction about the orientation the criminal justice has towards uh, Hennick uh, Cannon's body Um, 24 within 24 hours. There was a manhunt. This guy has been arrested. There's there be there will be no bail, you know. He has no bail, and more than likely he will be convicted to the highest extent of the law, and he will be put up under the jailhouse. How he put us uh, how we say it in Brown, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, Elijah McClain killers is still alive. Uh, Breonna, I mean, it's still, it's, it's, it's still running around. Also, you know, uh, Brianna Taylor's killers are still running around. So when we talk about injustice, it's about the orientation that the criminal justice system has towards the uh, predator or the person that commit the crime, the person that's committed the, the murder. You know what I'm saying? Or or the murder. You know what I'm saying, the murdered body, you feel me? It's pretty much been able to recognize the humanity or recognize there has to be something done for that. And and I find that's the huge difference.
1: Natalia, do you think that, do you agree with that distinction? The the distinction between uh, a, a tragedy and an injustice?
2: Absolutely. I think, I mean, in the bottom line of what we look at in terms of justice in an American context is people having their day in court and either been able to defend themselves against the crimes that they committed or to have whatever they've experienced be avenged, right? If I've lost somebody, the criminal justice system will avenge that. And more often than we see, when we talk about the disproportionate nature of Black and Brown people, Black people in particular, in jail, we see that the justice system works exactly how I was fine tuned to, to work. It overworks. As y'all talked about with Kamala Harris, it works too good, right? The system is kind of overly perfected. And so mm-hmm. Black people don't fail to see their day in court nine times out of 10. Uh, they are very muchly subjected to that. And that's what we talk about when we talk about justice. It's something sad that happened, but justice is typically served as it has been. Whereas we see other people, killers are walking around free. That is the par excellence, de facto definition of an injustice, right? And it's a tragedy. So it's a two for one in the the instance of the other stuff, right? I mean, let's just be honest about the situation. Anything outside of that is a, a, a willful ignorance and an attempt to miss it, which is exactly what we see is symptomatic, of generations of white supremacy.
1: Nah, and and I and I definitely want to point out and this is and it's 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 difficult because we always think this is the obvious thing, but the frustration with the death of, or the killings of black people is just like as George said. Let me magnify this for those who clearly got their blinders on. It's the fact that the people that commit those crimes get away. The man who killed Tamir Rice is still a police officer. That's an injustice. The fact that there were no repercussions, that's an injustice. What what, uh, what alt-right America needs to understand, which they probably won't, but I mean, I'm still going to make this stand. What they need to understand is that when things happen and we're the culprits, it's like that. Y'all, there's no marching because by the time we find out about it, the person that did it is in jail.
2: I mean- and I think the biggest difference between these two examples that we see is with Black folk, we are asking for when I go, let's go back to what I just said about day in court. We're asking for that day of the court to come. You know, it's kind of like, you know, fuck the system if it does what it already was going to do and let the person off and let them be free. That's another separate subject. But we're asking for somebody to go be arrested and forced to look somebody in the face and say, I didn't do it. Yeah. And that's the lack of justice. We don't even see, at least in these situations, people are being tried, people are being convicted, they're being held to the highest letter of the law. The same way they say in Texas, the same way they can say in Kansas City, they're gonna yeah. put you out of the jail. Yeah. Right? It happens in those scenarios, and I think those are huge differences. When we call them for justice, we just want our cases to be heard. Right. Whereas they <laughs> oh, every nigga who ever did something wrong and they like, to DIE. You know what I'm saying? I think that is what is what becomes and or and more importantly they leverage it and levy it towards the most simplest demands of what we mean when we say black lives matter. And we talk about black issues in general,
0: right? right? Yeah. Some
2: talking point or some pitting point. It's, a, it's sad, it's sad.
0: It's And I was right. want to throw it in there because I know there's a part of the narrative that is saying that the guy name is a uh, Darius Sessums that Darius, uh, uh, randomly chose Cannon because Cannon was a white kid. Um, allegedly, Cannon Hinton's father sold his son's uh, killer, Darius Sessions some meth. And his meth dealer was uh, the same meth that put Darius Sessions in this psychotic drug state, which led to the unfortunate murder of Cannon. Um, and we know that in terms of, I say allegedly, um, that uh, uh, because when it comes to drugs and things like that, we know that drugs is usually able to kind of justify or rationalize with one's death when it comes to black people. So I'm just curious about how this will kind of go into uh not only the narrative but i feel like the actual uh legal case in terms of what what's going down there's uh, also a uh, allegedly alleged that you know uh Darius Darius and Cannon's father was like kicking it the day before and having like you know dinner and things like that so um, yeah i mean
1: he definitely said he invited him over i mean the the father that spoke to the media has has pushed his has pushed a narrative that you know he saw that he was going through something and he had he had invited him over and they had hung out so we know that. But again, even when you look around to what the police have actually said about the scenario, uh, they have been sparse on details. Now, I want to ask you this, because in the post that uh, that George got going wild on Facebook, uh, it's a lot of angry white people because they're coming <laughs> mean, as usual. Right. But uh, their their frustration and, and I'm, ex- I'm I'm saying it now, not because I give it legitimacy, but because I more so want to uh, I want I want to hear from. The reason why that distinction is important. Well, yeah, let me ask you why do y'all feel like it's important to make the distinction between a tragedy and an injustice?
0: To me, I think is to, to 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 be to be very clear on what black people are mad about. You know what I mean? We know that to me, tragedies are a part of the human experience. You know what I mean? We can look throughout history, cross culturally, and see that tragedies always happen. I think that the orientation that the justice system has towards those tragedies, in terms of being able to bring the per- person that kind of created that justice or people that create that justice or brought they brought they brought about that tragedy, I mean, to justice, I think that's to me that's the issue. So I feel like it's not that black people is Mad that black folks getting killed is that when we are killed, that sometimes the system is supposed to be able to find this justice, hold our killers. You know what I'm saying? Complicit to hold them. You feel me? Up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And my mind is like, hey, there's Sessions, it was a manhunt for him. You right? know what I'm saying? Yeah. When George Floyd got killed, it had to be a whole bunch of rallies, a whole bunch of protests, a whole bunch of days went by for the justice system to take that by. And I think that as a debater, y'all know time frame is, is significant. So we see that time frame is being glossed over when it comes to a lot of the people in the uh, not only the the alt right but in the moderate right you know and saying in two parts. There's people that's what that's that's it's just, it's just to me. I say
1: weaponizing it.
0: Black lives matter and people that's, that step that straight up are tired of hearing about black people being killed by the police.
1: Right, uh, Toya. Mm. And that, that distinction. I mean, do you do you do you have anything to add on top of that other than what George already said?
2: I do. I'll be the communication scholar real quick and talk about it in the context of persuasion and why I think this is good language to kind of cast this in, or a good binary to cast it in a tragedy versus an injustice. Is that in persuasion, we have what we know to be God terms and double terms. God terms, which are these really elevate elevating kind of you feel them. They're vivid language, they're vivid terms like justice, like power, like respect that make us feel a certain way and have a certain affect. Alternatively, mm-hmm. We have double, double terms that create a similar type of affect and make us feel a particular thing, but are just a little bit more negative in connotation. Things like injustice, things like tragedy, both of which have validity, but mm-hmm. they speak to the human factor of them both, mm-hmm. right? Justices happen to good people, real people who deserve justice in the first place, but also tragedy, like George said, is not unique to the human condition, right? And so Like both of those things deserve their due diligence, but we have to recognize and call them what they are. A tragedy is a tragedy and an injustice is an injustice. So we need to be able to have a more nuanced conversation and just somebody died. Forget everybody who looks like them, right? We need to have more nuanced conversations about what happened and what's behind those types of
1: tragedies and injustices in the first place. So I'll say this and then uh, we can go ahead and get into the first chop of the night. Uh, It, it's, 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 it fucked me up because You got these people that are literally trying to make it seem like they give a fuck about life at all. And like this is more of a blow to the All Lives Matter crowd because they're more focused on using this in an attempt to undermine Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. than literally just allowing this boy, like allowing these people to grieve. It's cheap. Like they literally trying to say, well, we need to talk about
0: this too. Y'all aren't good nah, nah, people. now nah, 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 nah. keep keep the same understanding of it's cheap. Literally asking questions like, well, how many funerals was Cannon going to get? How many football players and NFL players is is going to be at Cannon's funeral? How many? It's like it's like literally like the trivialization of what George Floyd happened. What George Floyd got? him happened? You know so to me, it's just like, what, he, what do what do y'all what do y'all what do y'all what is y'all point?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, no, so they, about, yeah. yeah. So, to, so to cap it off, is just like these people are assholes. Like these, like these are the worst of the worst, and they are literally weaponizing the death of this young boy. This is the all lives matter crowd. The like we 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 are literally getting to the point where even saying all lives matter is satire.
2: But it happens, and the thing is, this is as much as we want to focus on the tragedy that happened to Cannon, uh, Hinton, uh, Hinton. We also need to recognize that this is out of an old playbook. Every time a, a police officer gets shot, a black officer gets shot, they say, "Well, where is the Black Lives Matter movement at to talk about this officer?" Or whenever somebody, "Well, where are they?" And it, it, it understand. That the feelings that are created, the way we gravitate toward these stories, um, it, it could be you one day. It could be somebody the next. So it's nothing special or unique or fun about playing planning oppression Olympics with anybody's tragic situation.
0: Mm-hmm. That gets
2: us and walks us down a path that never really allows for us to decompartmentalize what happens to anybody ever under any circumstances. And it's because we're not having real conversations. We have having ones that are vacuous and silly and that suck us down a rabbit hole. We
1: should never go down in the first place. That's facts. Uh, so that is the snap chop. We going on getting into the show. Uh, the first chop we get into today will be the culture chop. Am I correct, G Lee? I uh, you. Yeah, I will call it. Yeah, that's the culture chop. Let's get into it.
2: All right. Uh, for today's culture chop, uh, I want to kind of tell you a point of excitement for me here recently. And it's something that I really kind of let sit in my spirit. And for a lot of y'all who watch the show, you'll identify with this new fact about yourself that uh, you like. Are-